There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Judges, chapter 5, verse 2, I'd like to thank Brother Tim, for allowing us to be on the podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit here in the book of Judges, chapter 5, verse 2, this is what it says, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel, you can go ahead and put your name there, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Dale, when? When the people willingly offered themselves. We see here in Judges that God stepped in and he avenged Israel for them willingly offering themselves. And so, you know, most of the time what I see going on today is that we are willing to offer ourselves on our terms and expect God to see it this way, that way, and he doesn't. Uh, He doesn't ask us to willingly offer ourselves on our terms, but to willingly offer ourselves on his terms. And we see that there are things, sin or, or people or things that are going on in our life that we want God to avenge us on, but yet we're not willing to go to that place. We're not willing to go where he wants to bring us so that he can avenge us. But he says here, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. Isaiah chapter 55, if you turn there real quick, Isaiah chapter 55 in verses 8 and 9, and it says this in Isaiah chapter 55, verses uh, 8 and 9, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And this is God speaking here, and he's telling them, look, I don't think the way you think. And thank God we don't have a God who thinks the way we think. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. And thank God that God doesn't do things our way, because man, we'd be in more of a mess than we could ever handle. It says, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts uh, thoughts than your thoughts. And so uh, we see that God doesn't think on our level. God doesn't do things the way we do things. And thank God he's given us a Bible that we can know his mind. We can know his will. We can know what he wants for our lives. But are we willing to allow God to take that control in our life? Are we willing? Because you read the Old Testament over and over again. God doesn't tell people they have to do something without being willing first. He says, come with a willing mind and a willing heart. Are you today uh, that of a person who has a willing mind and a willing heart to do those things that God would have? Turn with me to Romans chapter 12. 
Romans chapter 12, very familiar verses. And, and I, I say it often and I'll say it again. Don't let the familiarity of verses take away the power that's still in that Bible. If these verses lose power in your life, it's not because the Bible got weak. It's because you're thinking. It's because the hardness of your heart. It's because you've allowed the power to not come into your life. There's always power in the Bible. There's always power in these verses. They should There should never come a point in time in your life where that's, that, that's not the case where that loses power in your life. And so uh, don't let the, the, the familiarity of verses take away the power of what's in that Bible. Listen, God has something for you. Are you willing to hear that? And anyway, Romans chapter 12, look at verses one and two. He says, I beseech you therefore. That means he's begging you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Right off the bat, we see that a willingness is gonna come by the mercies of God. Paul is getting ready to tell us something here, but it's only gonna come by the mercies of God. He says that by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You know, many times I've said it before in the preaching, it's easier it's easier to die than it is to live for Jesus Christ. And he's saying, hey, by the mercies of God, I want you to be willing to be a living sacrifice. I want you to go out there and I want you to live your life according to my word, according to what I would have, according to my will for your life. That's what he wants us to do, to be that living sacrifice. And it says holy. Boy, that's a cuss word in, in, in Baptist churches today for somebody to live that holy life. But he says a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto your preacher. Oh no, acceptable unto the evangelist. Oh no, no, that's acceptable unto the missionary. That's not what it says. He wants you to live your life acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable. It's not asking you to do something that's unreasonable. He's asking you, look, I gave my life for you. I sacrificed my life for you. I, my, my soul was made an offering for sin and hell for you. And I'm asking you to reasonably give you my life. I'll give me your life. Live this life that I've given you. And he says, I want you to be a living sacrifice. I want you to be holy. I want it to be acceptable unto myself, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and it says this, and be not conformed to this world. That means we should look less and less like the world and more and more like Christ. Uh, but that's not the case today because people are not willing to give up those worldly possessions. People are not willing to give up that worldly thinking. But it tells us clearly not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That means to be changed into something else. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? Being willing to do what this Bible says. Being do, uh, willing to do what God's will for your life says. He will transform us by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and an acceptable and perfect will of your church. That's not what it says. The perfect and acceptable will of your parents. Not what it says. It says that we may prove, that you may prove what is that good and an acceptable and perfect will of God. We know God's will is for us to live our lives according to him. He's asking us now to be willing, okay? His will is for us to live according to his will. And that's what he's asking us today. Are you willing? Do you need sin in your life to be avenged? Is there somebody in your life that you're having problem with and problems with and no matter how much you pray, it just doesn't seem like it's working out and you want God to step in and avenge you? He says this, that you must be first willingly offer yourself. You must first willingly offer yourself to the things of God and to handle them the way God would handle them. Matthew chapter 16, if you turn there, 
Matthew chapter 16, how far are you willing to go in this thing? How far are we willing to go to have God uh, take a, a, a vengeance in our life to help us with those troubles, to help us with those things that we need? He says, first, you must be willing, uh, willingly offer yourself. Well, Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 and through 26, it said, Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will, whose will is that? God just gave you a free choice. If any man will, that's your choice. That's your will, okay? He's giving you that choice. If any man will come after me, let. He's giving you the strength and the authority. authority. That word let right there means he's already giving you the strength. He's already giving you the ability to do what he's asking you to do. He says, so uh, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Boy, that's another word that, uh, you know, Christians don't like today is denying self. Self Self-denial is terrible, but that's part of being willing to live our life according to what God would have in our life. And he says, uh, d- deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Each and every one of us have a cross to bear. We have something that's in our life that we must bear. We have that burden that we must carry with us. And God says, look at, pick that thing up. Look at, pick it up and follow me. If you will, if you are willing, he says, deny yourself. That's the very first thing we must do to live God's will is deny self. Because as long as we're doing our will, God's will is not going to come into effect in our life. We must give up our will. We must deny ourselves. Take up that cross. And it doesn't say walk side by side. It doesn't say lead Jesus Christ. It says follow me. That must means we must be behind Christ and follow what he wants us to do. And verse 25 says, for whosoever will save his life. That's your choice. You have a choice here. You can either live your life for Christ or you can live your life for the flesh and the world. He says, for whosoever shall uh, save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. And so we must be willing to give up our life to find life in Jesus Christ. We must be willing to give up and lose the things of the world, to lose the things of the flesh to be able to find that life in Jesus Christ. How far are you willing to go? How far are you willing to go uh, for God to, to step into your life and show you his will for your life and for you to be able to live that? Turn with me, if you would, to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 here. And this is just a simple message. But I'll tell you what, these simple messages are very hard to follow. Why? Because our self, our pride, what we want, our will is always in the way. And he says, if you're willing... If you're willing, if you're willing to offer yourselves, that he'll take care of things. In Philippians chapter 3, we'll start in verse 7. And here's Paul, and he says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Christ meant so much to Paul that he was willing to lose all. How about us? Are we willing to lose all to gain Christ? I know at this point in time in my life, I'd have to say, I don't know where I stand in that. I don't know that if I started losing everything like Job, would I still want to, you know, Jesus Christ uh, as much then as I want him now? But that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying in chapter 7 here, he says, But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. He was willing to give it all up that he might gain Christ. In verse 8, he says, Yea, doubtless I count all things. 
but for uh, but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus of Christ Jesus my Lord whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. His only focus is to win Christ. It doesn't matter about his worldly possessions, his monies, his life. He says I'm I'm willing to lose all those things that I can gain the knowledge of Christ and that I may win Christ, that I may win others to Christ, and that he may live according to what Christ would have him to live. He was willing to give himself up. And verse 9, it says, and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness. Oh man, that's part of denying ourselves and taking up our crosses, to deny our righteousness and grab onto the hold of, a hold of the righteousness of Jesus Christ and allow him to lead us. And that's what Paul was saying here, and be found in him, be found in Christ, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ. I didn't say faith in Christ. You must distinct uh, between the two there. The faith of Christ is different than the faith in Christ. And I'm not going to get into that today, but know that as a distinct difference. And it says the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith, that I may know him the, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable even unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. And so Paul was willing to give up all things, all the way even to his own life, to his own life's sake. He said, I want to give that up that I may gain Jesus Christ. How far are you willing to go to gain Christ in your life, to gain Christ in other people's lives and live that life that Jesus Christ has for us? How how far are we willing to deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow after Jesus Christ and give up our thoughts and give up our ways? Are we willing to do that? Look at, he knows that we can't do it. He knows it's gonna take the mercies as we've seen in Romans chapter 12. It's gonna take the mercies of God to do that, but he's asking us to be willing Are you willing? How far are you willing to go in this thing? Well, Philippians chapter two, if you turn over, here's what it says in Philippians chapter two, verses four through eight. Look not every man in his own things. Get your eyes off yourself. Deny yourself. That's what it's telling you. But every man also on the things of others. Take your eyes off yourself and look to somebody. Christ, he didn't come to die for himself. He came to die for others. And he's asking us to do the same thing. No one might not die for others, but he's asking us to take our eyes off of ourselves and put it onto others. He said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation. Are you willing to give up your reputation to take on the reputation of Jesus Christ? Are you willing to give up that reputation that the world has put on you that you might take on that reputation of Jesus Christ? We should not be, if we're following Christ, taking on any form of reputation. We should not take on a reputation of ourselves. We should be willing to give that up and be identified with Jesus Christ. And it says, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. Well, are we willing to serve others? That's hard. That's hard when you got people out there casting stuff in your teeth and swearing at you and don't want to hear what you have to say, laughing when you preach. He says, go out there and be a servant. A servant would still offer that person something. A servant would still go to that person and approach them. But are we willing to be that servant? Are we willing to give up our reputation to become that servant? And it says, and was made in the likeness of men and being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross? Are we willing to die for Christ's sake? Are we willing to die that he may be glorified? Are we willing to die that our lives may glorify Jesus Christ and what he has done for us? How far are we willing to go to let, uh, uh, to, to be uh, God uh, um, offended, excuse me, to allow God to uh, uh, avenge us? Are we willing to offer ourselves to that level? Well, Daniel chapter one, verse eight says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Daniel purposed in his heart. He made a, a determinate decision in his heart that he would not defile himself with the things in this world. How about it, friend? How far are you willing to go in this thing? How far are you willing to let people see Christ in you? What are you willing to give up that Christ might be gained in you and others? That's my challenge today. Are you willingly offering yourself? There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.